Hey everyone, welcome to the Mindful Mama Club podcast, the shits and giggles guide to motherhood. I'm your host Gemma and this podcast will be full of all the unfiltered conversations, relatable mum life stories and all the belly laughs I needed as a bougie first time mum in a sea of shit stories and negative Nancys. The Mindful Mama Club is here to remind you through pregnancy, birth and beyond that you are never alone. So, if you're looking for laughter, tips, tricks and information on how to feel empowered in your journey to motherhood, you are in the right place. So tie up that mum bun, grab that lukewarm coffee and let's dive headfirst into the rollercoaster ride that is motherhood together. We will be talking about topics in this podcast that may be triggering for some. Please always prioritise your own mental health and skip this episode if you find any of this content upsetting. Welcome back to the Shits and Giggles Guide to Motherhood. Today I am going to talk through Peppa's birth story. So my first ever birth, um, spoiler, induction, which I really didn't want. Um, but yeah, it was kind of the first introduction to hypnobirthing for me. Um, so I thought I would talk you through what on paper is probably not a very positive birth story. However, I look back on that birth with loads of positivity. And I think that's definitely down to the tools and techniques that I was taught by a lovely lady called Kate, um, who came to my house and did a hypnobirthing course with Joss and I when we were pregnant. Um, so yeah, I will talk you through her story, how it played out. Um, and well, yeah, what happened? I hope you enjoy. So Joss and I got married December 2016. I'm a very, very big Christmas fan. So when we met, I was I made it very clear to him that if we ever get married, I am definitely having a Christmas wedding. Um, so yeah, we had a December wedding 2016. And then after that, we kind of had lots of chats about babies, but we decided we want to do a bit of holiday traveling, do some bits and bobs before we decided to have a baby. So we started trying for Pepper in January 2017. So a year later after our wedding, um, we were lucky, really. It only took us about six months to get pregnant, although obviously six months feels like a lifetime when there's something that you desperately want. Um, but obviously, yeah, six months um, is a fairly short time compared to lots of other people. So I feel very lucky for that. Um, so, yeah, we got pregnant. No complications. Everything was kind of good. Um, I have had high blood pressure um, medicated since I was about 22. So I always knew that I would be um, consultant led during my pregnancy, which I'd had no issue with. I was absolutely fine about that. Um and I was always the kind of person who was like, I am going to have all of the pain relief going. Honestly, I'm such a wimp when it comes to like the other day I had a splinter and my dad was just laughing at me like you're such a drama queen. But yeah, I just have like a very low pain threshold. So I was very much of the mentality that I was like, I'm going to go in. I'm going to have every pain relief possible. Just get the baby out. I really don't care how it comes out. As long as it's happy, healthy and I'm OK. Um, give me the epidural straight away. I want I want everything. I just want to feel nothing. So that was kind of my mentality towards it. 
um, having heard horrific negative birth stories from everyone and anyone. Um, I don't think anyone had told me a positive birth story um, before I got pregnant. So yeah, that was my mentality towards it. I went to my first consultant appointment. They told me because you're um, at risk of preeclampsia because of your blood pressure, even though my blood pressure was medicated and stable, um, they said, oh, we will induce you at 39 weeks. Not we would advise, just we will. Um, Back then I didn't know anything. So I was like, oh, okay, fine. Um, Went off, did a little bit of my own research into inductions found out that around 40% of inductions end in a C-section anyway, um, read a bunch of horror stories online about induction and that was it. I was not having an induction. Absolutely not. No way in hell was I having an induction. What was the point? It was going to end an intervention. I was probably going to end up having a C-section anyway. Um, so if I needed to have an induction, I was going to skip that part and opt for an elective C-section. I was very adamant about this. If you know me, I am very stubborn. Once I have decided I'm going to do something, there is little that will change my mind. So I went into my next consultant appointment, very kind of strong-minded. I have done my research. I have decided what I want for my birth. Sat down with a different consultant, um, told her, point blank, I'm not having an induction. I'm just going to skip that bit because I'm probably going to have to have intervention or a C-section. So I want to talk to someone about having an elective C-section. She turned around to me and said, well, I don't really understand why you want a C-section and induction is easy. At that point, I was pretty annoyed and thought, no, it's not. Um, And I've decided this is what I'm going to do. So told her I would um, want to have an appointment with the consultant midwife where I would talk through my options for an elective C-section. Um, Joss was very on board with what I wanted to do, although I'm sure he would have preferred that I had a vaginal delivery um, based on the fact that obviously recovery for a C-section can be um, long and it is major surgery. But he was very much like, look, if this is what you want to do, it's your body. Um, I will support you, um, which was great. So we went along to this appointment with the consultant midwife and we talked about having a c-section I explained my reasoning to her um my concerns my fears all of those things um and she was very nice but she basically told me you can't have a c-section um she was like based on all of your um reasoning that's not a good enough reason to have a c-section and she basically said look I don't think the consultant would agree to it And you can go and find another hospital and try and get a C-section there if you want to, but it's unlikely they would agree to it as well. Obviously, now I know so much more. Um, I probably wouldn't have stood for that and been like, no, this is what I want. But I went away from that appointment thinking, okay, well, it is what it is. I'm going to have to have this induction. So how do I make this induction great? So then I heard about hypnobirthing. No one had spoke to me about hypnobirthing. I think I watched a video online that came up on Instagram or something and I thought, oh, this looks pretty good. People seem to say nice, positive things about it. I'm very open to most things, trying new things. I'm quite spiritual. So I was like, do you know what? I'll give this a go. Found a local lady called Kate um, and said, look, oh, I think I want to do a hypnobirthing course. First time baby. Looks like I'm probably having an induction even though I don't want one. Uh, do you want to come over and have a chat? 
So we did a course with Kate and I went into that course very negative. I was very upset about the fact that I had to have this induction that I thought was going to be horrendous, horrific, long, end up in a C-section. I was peeved. I didn't get what I wanted. So I told her that all at the outset. I'm not happy. This is what I want. I want to have an epidural straight away because I'm basically convinced that I'm going to have a C-section and I don't want to be under a general. And if I have the epidural already, then I'll be prepped and blah, de blah, de blah. She was very, very good with me. And she was like, yeah, cool. Like, honestly, whatever you want, we can tailor this course to however you feel. Um, So, yeah, she spent, I think it was about eight hours over the next coming weeks with us talking about our options, our preferences, listening to some hypnobirthing tracks, just talking to us really about mindset and how to prepare. She was lovely. I really, really liked her. And... I went to that first session so negative, so fearful, so adamant that I didn't want to feel anything. Um, I just want this baby out. It's going to be so painful. It's going to be awful. And these feelings that I had were really just based on other people's stories. No one had told me that birth could be wonderful, um, quick, enjoyable even. So yeah, I had a very negative mindset towards birth. But by the time that she left, I remember saying to her, you came here and I was really scared of giving birth. And as you're leaving, I can 100% tell you that I'm excited. And she had really changed my mindset from negative Nancy to positive Pam. And we're going to call her positive Pam. I like that. Um... Yeah, and I was very, very excited to give birth. I was excited to meet my baby. We'd had a lot of giggles along the way with her. We'd um, talked through our preferences, our dream birth story, all of these things that I just hadn't even thought about. I just thought, I'll go into hospital, lay on the bed, get told what to do, and now our baby comes. So no, she made me feel really, really excited about um, birth. So... That was great. And I and I really enjoyed meeting her. Um, so, yeah, we went along after having done this course to our appointment at 34 weeks with the consultant. So I'd been having growth scans throughout. My Dopplers had been a little bit high, um, which affects the blood flow to the placenta. And Pepper was always they were always telling me that she was a small baby, but kind of no concern because she was consistently growing. But we went along to our appointment at 34 weeks. We we're just having a routine growth scan and consultant appointment. But um, this turned into the consultant telling us that there was a concern um, of preeclampsia for a few different reasons. I think I had some protein in my urine. My Dopplers were particularly high. Pepper's growth had started to slow. Um, And yeah, they were saying that basically the baby was likely to be born in the next couple of weeks. And they were just going to try and work out when the optimal time was going to be to um, for me to have her. But honestly, I I just I wasn't panicked. I think all the hypnobirthing and the mindset stuff that we'd done, I didn't really freak out. I remember everyone else did. Like my mum was just like, "What do you mean? Like, what what are you talking about? She's too early." And me and Joss were just like, "No, chill. It's fine. Like, it is what it is, and she'll be okay." We were very 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 positive. 
Um, it did mean though that we panicked a bit because we didn't really have any tiny baby clothes. Um, and they were telling me she was probably going to be maybe five pounds or less. So we went just kind of scooting around all of the shops that sold premature baby grows and kind of stocking up on size zero nappies, um, wondering when this baby was going to arrive and how little she was going to be. Um, after that, we had a couple of growth scans a week and they kept a really close eye on my placenta um, and booked me in for an induction at 36 and 3. Um, which also meant that I needed to have the steroid injections because um, they were saying that her lungs might not be um, kind of quite ready yet for um, for the outside world. So they wanted to give me some steroid injections to help um, get her kind of prepared for birth. Bloody hell did they hurt. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's had any steroid injections. Um, but they felt like a really aggressive bee sting. And let me tell you, the birth compared to those steroid injections, give me a birth or a ring of fire any day. Um, that steroid injection was no thank you. I did not want another one of those. But obviously I was pleased that we were getting everything um, ready for her. And to be fair, I mean, like I said, I am a wimp. The, the pain of those injections only lasted for like 30 seconds, but still. I'd give birth over having one of those again. Um, so yeah, in, ahead of the induction, I listened to my hypnobirthing MP3s. I remembered everything that Kate had kind of talked to Joss and I about, keeping positive, staying calm and what that meant for my oxytocin and adrenaline and actually being calm and positive meant that having um, more oxytocin and less adrenaline and oxytocin, if you know me or follow me on Instagram, is queen, the queen hormone. Um, and we want as much of that in life generally as possible, but definitely during birth. Um, so, yeah, I did all the things that kind of kept my oxytocin nice and high. We got told, oh, look, you're having a baby preterm, you're first time mum, you're probably going to be here for days, stock up on snacks and download films on Netflix, blah de blah de blah you're probably going to have to have a long wait, so that's what we did. We did loads of movie downloads, decided what box sets we were going to watch, got a ton of snacks, um, and so much LucasAid. I will come on to that later. That was not a good idea. Um, yeah, and then the night before the induction, we went out for a last supper. Um, just Joss and I, we talked about how our life was going to change um, and how, although we were nervous for it, we were excited. And I'm really glad that we actually did that the night before, because it was really nice to kind of cherish those last few moments as a couple. Um, and the team that we had always been before we were about to gain another addition to our squad. Um, that day I also went for a blow dry. I got my eyelashes done. I did my fake tan. I knew that I needed to go into this birth feeling an absolute boss bitch, like as confident as I could possibly feel in order to help me have just a great birth. And I knew that feeling confident and looking good was going to help me with my oxytocin and my confidence level. So people may laugh, but I don't care. Had my nails done, put some tan on, had a blow dry, eyelashes. If that is what makes you feel good, guys, then you go for it. Um, yeah, so we went home after that meal, 
We obviously had the obligatory sexy time that people advise you to have before an induction. Um, because you know, Mike gets things started, and at that point, I was like, Yeah, if I don't, if I can go in tomorrow and this can start on its own, fan bloody tastic. So, yeah, it didn't work. Um, we <laughs> I didn't um have a spontaneous labor that evening, as I may have hoped. Um, but no, so we went in the next day for induction. The morning came and honestly, I was so surprised to find that I just, I didn't really have any fear at all. I thought I'd be really anxious and nervous, but I wasn't. I was just ready to go in at what I thought was going to be the start of a long few days and meet our little girl. So we grabbed our bags and so many snacks. Um, And yeah, it was a really weird feeling, almost like when you go on holiday and you constantly feel like you've left something behind. Um, it was really strange leaving our house knowing that I wasn't going to go back there without a daughter. Yeah, it was such a strange feeling. Um, but yeah, I was excited. The staff on the ward were really lovely. So at this point, I wasn't going to the labour ward. I, I went down to ward 10, which I think at the moment at Milton Keynes Hospital is ward 9. But um, obviously under-resourced, as they always are, bless them. So we didn't start the process until kind of a few hours after we'd been there. Um, for me, the first stage of induction was a pessary. So they inserted that right into the back of my cervix. Um, and I remember we had a really lovely midwife. I think her name was Debbie. Um, and much to my delight, she told me I was already one centimetres dilated and um, offered to give me a stretch and a sweep while I was there, which I was happy with. It was no problem. Um, however, that bloody pessary. <laughs> I mean, it honestly feels like the most aggressive fingering you might have had in your life. <laughs> they get their fingers right on up there, guys. Um, right to the back of your cervix, they have to push this thing. Um, I remember Joss looking, thinking, Oh my God. <laughs> I was calm though. I was good. It was fine. Um, it was over pretty quickly, but yeah, it wasn't, um, yeah, I've had better experiences, <laughs> but she told me, you know, like as again, your preterm first time baby, you'll probably be here for a few days. You may feel a few cramps. That's not real labor. Um, that's just your cervix getting ready. Bloody, bloody, blah. Um, first time baby. I knew nothing. I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Whatever. Um, I think by about 4 PM, I was starting to feel like what I would describe as like period cramps, um, and kind of some ache in my lower back. But I was like, oh, well, these must be those fake pains that she talked about because um, everyone's been telling me we're going to be here for days. This is obviously not real labour. Um, turns out it was, guys. <laughs> that was real labour. Um, but I convinced myself it wasn't. Stay positive. Had a little wander down to Costa, met our friends in Subway and found out that they were also having another little girl um, who was going to be born about four months after Pepper, which was very exciting. So that got my oxytocin up as well. So that was really, really nice. Um, so yeah, we wandered up and down the corridors of the hospital, up and down the stairs, God knows how many times. But suddenly these pains were feeling you know, a little bit more intense. So I thought, you know what, let's go back to the ward, let's chill, let's start watching our box sets, have a snack and a cuddle, get that oxytocin high, bounce on a ball, all of those things. But um yeah, it got to about 8 pm. So I guess eight hours after I'd had the pessary. Um 
nothing was really happening. I was continuing with these kind of aches and pains. I said to Joss, look, why don't you go home? Get some sleep because, you know, we're going to be here for days. Um, So you go get some rest. Clearly nothing's happening. You just come back in the morning and I'll probably have to have another pessary. He was literally grabbing his bag to leave and all of a sudden I burst into tears and he's like, what's wrong? And I was like, I have no idea. I don't know. I just felt extremely emotional. And at that moment, my waters broke. Um, So my hormones had obviously completely surged. um, And yeah, my waters broke. And we'd gone to our antenatal classes, the NHS ones. And everyone was like, you know how it is on EastEnders when your waters break and they gush everywhere. Like that doesn't always happen. Most of the time it's a trickle. Some people don't have that many waters. Oh, believe me, mine was a full on EastEnders water breaking. So much water. I did not expect it. But at this point, I still had knickers on. I had leggings on. I put my hand between my legs and I was like, have I pissed myself? (laughs) Or is this my waters? Like, pretty convinced it is my waters but you know you have to smell it to be sure and it didn't smell of piss so I was like right definitely my waters have gone but with that came intense contractions she was ready to go um so I said to Joss can you go and tell a midwife I think my waters are broken but honestly immediately after they'd gone my contractions were so intense so I was like just you need to go and tell them you need to go and tell them and then he walked me to the toilet with a towel between my legs because every time I had a contraction, there was more water coming. I was like, where is all this water coming from? It was just pouring and um, so much water. So, yeah, we went to the toilet and then all of this water was coming and with lots and lots of um, contractions. But midwife came over and was like, oh, you know, like your first time mum, I think you should see if you can kind of power through it for a while. Or Labour Board are saying like, why don't you come down in an hour or so? I I didn't know. I didn't know if this was going to get more intense. I I just went along with what they said. Um, Although I was like, this feels pretty intense, guys. But she offered me a paracetamol. I laughed. But um, I said, no, I'm fine. I'm going to put on my TENS machine put on the TENS machine, was kind of hanging off of Joss's neck um, during each contraction, but breathing pretty well. I kind of tried to remember my hypnobirthing breaths um, and I still felt very calm. I don't really feel like I felt out of control. I was kind of thinking, oh, this is a bit more intense kind of very quickly than I imagined. But um, yeah, I felt I felt good. I still felt fairly in control. I remember repeating to myself affirmations in my head over and over again. This isn't happening to me. It is me. And every surge brings me closer to my baby. And I remember repeating those two affirmations over and over again in my head. And I actually did exactly the same thing during Indy's birth. Just kept saying that to myself. This isn't happening to me. It is me. And I think that really helped me to feel a lot more in control but the contractions were getting pretty intense at this point I'm still on a ward with six other women and I remember (laughs) having a really intense contraction and just shouting out I'm so sorry ladies I know that you're trying to sleep because this was kind of into the evening time now um and some woman shouted back don't worry love you're having a baby and it really was making us laugh so actually it really helped but midwives just wouldn't listen and um at this point I think Joss was getting fairly frustrated because I was clearly in quite 
an uncomfortable situation um and yeah it was it was apparent that things were happening fairly quicker than we had probably anticipated um so they sent over a student midwife who said oh okay I'll have a look I'll have a look um opened up my legs and I just saw her face and she looked at the other midwife and I just said she's coming now isn't she (laughs) and she just nodded and went can you get me a wheelchair and at that point I was thinking oh shit this baby's going to be born on a wheelchair um so yeah she piled me onto a wheelchair poor joss had to grab everything in a in a very much a hurry and kind of um run between and i i started to feel that immense pressure of um i really need to push and i just had my hands between my legs thinking oh my god she's going to be born in this wheelchair um and they wheeled me out um banged me into the door on the way out, um, which was not entertaining at the time, but quite funny now I think about it, um, and wheeled me down to the labour ward, fairly sharpish, um, got me into the labour ward, literally chucked me on the bed, gave me a monitor, <clears throat> which at the time I didn't, again, know as much as I know now. So I was laying down on my back, which wasn't one of how I wanted to give birth, but at that point I was like, I don't mind. Um, and. I finally was allowed some gas and air and somebody said, can I put a cannula into your left hand? And after my first um, inhale of the gas and air, I went, you can do whatever you want, honey. (laughs) So yeah, I was gas and air drunk pretty quickly. Um, And I remember Joss was just laughing because I was honestly out of it. Um, I sucked on that gas and air like a good one, given I hadn't had anything else before that point. But yeah, she uh, had a look and said, yeah, if you feel like you want to push, you push. Um, And yeah, she came out within five minutes. So I think I was only on the labour board for, yeah, just over five minutes. And I had a baby at that point very, very swiftly. Um, It was kind of funny, though, because her head came out and that was it. She didn't really do anything for like, I reckon it must have been about three minutes. And her head was just there bobbing back and forth, which is a very strange feeling. Um, And yeah, then the rest of her body just emerged. And yeah, so I think it was about five pushes altogether. um, And she was out. But honestly, it was the most positive experience. So from like my waters breaking until she was born was just under three hours, which is fairly swift. And especially for a preterm and induction. Um, but I later found out that people with um, high blood pressure or preeclampsia labour quickly. And that was definitely true because Indy's birth was only 51 minutes. So they're getting quicker each time. If I have a third, I'd, I better stay at home. Um, so, yeah, five pushes later, she was there and her tiny, tiny little body was placed on my chest Um Yeah, and I guess in that moment, our lives changed forever. One thing I would say is like, people talk about this overwhelming sense of love, like nothing like you've ever felt before. It takes over your body and it's just euphoric. I didn't feel that. I felt proud. I loved her. Of course I did. And I felt so, so proud of myself and proud of her. Um... But I didn't immediately feel this overwhelming sense of love that I'd never felt before. So don't worry if you don't feel that straight away. 
it's normal and love came absolutely it did but yeah that immediate feeling was pride I don't think I felt that kind of shock of love I just I felt pride definitely um and yeah I was I was proud of me I was proud of Joss I was proud of her for getting her tiny little body safely into my arms um she was only four pounds seven she was a little dot um full of hair but there was absolutely nothing wrong with her she didn't need to spend any time in the NICU she just needed feeding <clears throat> so yeah she was tiny tiny little thing and when I think back now even immediately in those moments after my dreaded induction the induction that I desperately didn't want that I was convinced was going to end in episiotomy or forceps or a tear or a c-section I was convinced that was how my birth was going to go and instead it was quick well it was I hardly had any pain relief at all um and it was just it was amazing and I look back on it so so positively so I think I'm a really good example of someone who can go into birth feeling so, so negative, but yet come out with such an amazing experience. And I put a lot of that down to the hypnobirthing course that I had done for sure. Because when I started that course, I was not a happy bunny. Um, I really didn't want that induction. I was feeling so negative. And in the end, I had, obviously I had an induction, but only one pessary. Um, and yeah, kind of as natural as you can get to, um, to a vaginal birth. And it was amazing. And I'm really, I'm really, really glad that I had that experience. And obviously I learned that, um, I labor fairly quickly. So I knew that that potentially could happen again with, um, with Indy. And if you listen to Indy's birth story, you'll know that that was very different and it was during COVID, but still a very, very positive experience for me. And one that I will, um, cherish for a very very long time but yeah that is Peppa's birth story and then she fed fairly well after that she was tiny we just had to feed her up give her lots of booby milk um, and yeah she was tiny for a long while but she has grown into a into a lovely little tall girl now um, four and a half starting school in September absolutely mad from yeah four pounds seven to four and a half and going to school wow that time did go very fast but yeah that is my birth story with Peppa um from someone who was 100% negative Nancy um by the end was positive Pam and yeah had a really really great birth experience I loved it I mean it would have been nicer had I been able to be in the labour ward with some candles and all of that jazz but hey it's the story that I have and I'm very very proud of it and it was great so I hope you enjoyed listening um and I love to hear your birth story so if anybody wants to share their birth story with me um then yeah let me know drop me a dm um at mindful mama club and we can chat but yeah thank you so much for listening guys thank you for listening to the shits and giggles guide to motherhood I hope you enjoyed listening to the episode as much as I enjoyed recording it if you love what you heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave me a review. Your feedback means the world to me and helps other mums discover the show too. If you want to hear more, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Mindful Mama Club. I love to chat, so always feel free to reach out. Join us again next time as we bring you more shits and giggles, inspiring conversations, amazing guests and tips for you to boss your own motherhood adventure. 
Thank you for being a part of the MMC community. And until next time, keep smiling and being the bloody superhero woman that you are. Lots of love, Jen.